Hey guys, it's time for Nina's Got Good News. Nina's a former TV news gal who used to share all the news. Now, as a mom and small businesswoman, she wants to share only the good stuff. It's time to brighten your day. So here's your host, Nina B. Clark. Hi everyone, how are you? I am Nina Clark, your host of Nina's Got Good News. I love that music because it means we are back. So welcome back, everyone. First up, I just want to say thank you for tuning in today. You guys are so awesome. You guys clearly are looking for more good news, and this podcast is gaining traction because of all of you out there. This is a movement to share good news, and we are growing every single week with a new episode on iTunes. Today, for podcast number 38, oh my gosh, I can't believe we made it this far, We have a very special guest joining us who has dedicated his life to the field of education and making the world a better place for our kids. This episode is about a wonderful place that is near and dear to my heart, the high school that changed my life and helped make me the person that I am today. When I was 14, I decided I wanted to go to boarding school for high school, and my parents were supportive since both of them had gone away to boarding school as well. Luckily for me, I was accepted, and today we are going to be talking about Berkshire School in Sheffield, Massachusetts. This amazing school is located in a small town in the beautiful Berkshire Mountains in western Massachusetts. The school has 400 students, both boarding students and day students from grades 9 through 12. My guest today is the man at the helm of the school, the head of school at Berkshire, Peter Mulder. Peter has been the head of school since 2013, and prior to that, he has worked in the field of education for his entire career. I am so excited to share this interview with all of you today and share more about this school. We started our conversation by talking about the stereotype associated with boarding school and how to overcome that stigma. But how do you convince people that boarding schools are actually a positive experience and not a place where kids are sent away as a punishment if they misbehave or their parents just can't deal with them. What do you, how do you convince people of that? Well, it's a vestige, I think, uh, a misunderstanding um, in different uh, pockets of the country. Um, I think boarding schools are probably best understood in, in the Northeast where there are many of them. The way that I uh, talk about that is through the stories of our, our kids and the young men and the young women that they grow into and, and the ways that they're able to do that only in this kind of an environment. I'd say that we have about 400 students at Berkshire. No one's here because they were bad. They want to be here. We're heading towards that point where uh, next year students are all clamoring to be the next Berkshire students, and they and their families um, want desperately for them to, to be here and to have a part of this opportunity. They're not being sent away. They're not uh, here because of any misfortune beforehand, and it's our work at Berkshire and with other boarding schools to kind of change that misperception or misunderstanding. I feel like I need to uh, repeat that back to people that ask me that question all the time, but I just share my story and what it did for me. So why don't you share some stories of some of the students there? What are some of your favorite stories that you like to tell about some of the students on campus, where they're from, how they're thriving, what makes them different, in your opinion? Sure. We're, we're again, in those 400 students. They come to us uh, every year, typically from uh, 30 to 35 states across the country, 30 to 35 countries across the world. 
And for a small school community of 400 students to have that kind of uh, geographic diversity and the diversity of their stories and perspectives and experiences, that's probably easily overlooked at Berkshire um, and arguably the greatest strength of the school in terms of how it defines a student experience here. So it's not coming to school from your great neighborhood or even your great town or even your great state. You're dropping here and arriving from literally all over the country and all over the globe. And the stories that emerge from that, just phenomenal. We're, we're able to offer some unique signature academic programs that you can't find anywhere else. Those in the areas of math and science research or aviation science or sustainability, philanthropy, in addition to what most high schoolers would imagine more of a core or a traditional curriculum, leaves our kids at Berkshire with a, with a wealth of uh, unique opportunities where they can kind of find their passions, um, push themselves and take new risks, and end up by the time they walk across the graduation stage, I would say pretty fundamentally changed in, in really powerful and important ways. I mentioned aviation science, and I think back to a young man Juan Escobar from uh, Miami, who earned his pilot's license through our aviation science class and had a great moment where he was accepted to the University of Virginia and wanted to head back down there to decide whether that's where he wanted to actually go to college. He ended up having to talk a Berkshire faculty member into driving him up to the local airport here in Great Barrington because he didn't have his driver's license, but he did have his pilot's license that he earned um, through our aviation science class. And he got out of the car, thanked the teacher for the ride to the airport, climbed into a little two- or four-seat Cessna, and flew himself from Great Barrington, Massachusetts, down to Charlottesville, Virginia, to go do his revisit program at UVA. Enjoyed a nice weekend down there, flew himself back, and still had to call the faculty member for a ride from the airport because he still had his pilot's license, but he didn't have his driver's license. And that's one small moment of a unique program and a student finding a passion. And we're in the business of trying to build lots of those for, for kids, authentic, relevant skills and, and experiences that they can take with them to college and university and certainly beyond into their lives. And I, I think of Juan, who came to Berkshire, not necessarily knowing that that was going to be his passion or a hook, but uh, he found it clearly and... Uh, one of my favorite stories is I think about uh, an experience that, that changed your life here. One story echoes something that really happened to me at Berkshire, which is confidence. That's what it. That's what that story told me about Juan is that you guys gave him this confidence and this amazing opportunity, and that's exactly what happened to me. Was you guys gave me the confidence. So, back to something you mentioned about the diversity. How do you attract a diverse community at Berkshire? Because I'm sure there are some challenges there because. You are nestled in this little, you know, area of Western Massachusetts in the Berkshire Mountains. So how do you attract kids from all over? I mean, one of my best friends when I went to Berkshire was from Bermuda. So how do you get such a diverse population to be interested in our school? Well, we're, we're a little bit like the world of colleges and universities in terms of our admissions office. So we, we travel the world. So we're traveling to, to Bermuda to find uh, uh, this year's equivalent of your great friend. We're traveling far and wide across um, the globe, far and wide across the United States, recruiting and, and spreading the good word of Berkshire. We're fortunate to be at a spot now where uh, we're known well beyond um, Massachusetts, beyond New England, and it's leaving us with great kids and great families looking our way 
from all of those different corners, but it's not without a lot of hard work as we travel. And that's the admissions office literally covering every corner of the globe. We get a great student and a great family, and they uh, hopefully speak well of the experience, and then they can recommend Berkshire to uh, friends in their communities, and we get a little flywheel of momentum that starts to spin in support of the school. And with great humility as to the success over recent years, that's, that's, that's where we are now, where uh, great students, great families recommending Berkshire to the next generation of great students and families, and doing that all over the globe has put us in a, in a pretty special spot. Yeah, word of mouth is huge. And hopefully with this podcast, we can reach more people. So that's the goal. And what is it? I'm sure this is a hard question, Peter, because I'm sure no day is really like the last day. But what's a typical day like at Berkshire School? Sure, it's it's busy. And it's, uh, it's kind of a, a predictable high school schedule during the day. So our students are in class at 815. It takes them almost all the way to three o'clock in the afternoon. They will then um, be part of a, a required afternoon program that for some lands in our athletic arena, for others in our artistic arena, for some still in our academic arenas. And that's a commitment to a team or a group or a program generally between uh, the hours of three and five. Dinner and a chance to unwind a little bit with friends um, and then into an evening that's got the uh, study hall Um, sometimes structured for younger students, sometimes uh, with more free time for older students, a pretty demanding academic uh, load for all of our students. So they're making very good use of uh, time during the evenings. Um, And then our boarding students are checking into the dorms at night and reconnecting with friends and getting ready to settle down for uh, for the overnight. Um, Our day students are drifting back to their homes and families. Um, And then we're back up at it the next morning in a, in a really demanding but uh, fast pace and with a chance to move through those moments where your classroom teachers are your coaches are your dorm parents if you're a boarding student are your advisors and that's one of the special gifts of boarding schools is you interact with adults wearing a number of different hats and the quality of each interaction kind of multiplies when your teacher is your same coach as the same dorm parent or advisor and they're right within a, a arm's length of you during the day and over the weekend and great mentors and great supports, just different than certainly the life I remembered as a, as a pretty happy but uh, public school kid without those connections to, to adults that are, that are like the ones that we have here. I certainly took full advantage of all that extra help because it was there and I needed it. So that was amazing for me. So I'm sure you can relate to this, Peter, since you're a dad and I'm a mom. So as parents, we all worry about the safety of our children. So how do you ensure the safety at Berkshire School? It's the the primary commitment that I feel as a head of school, and I certainly talk to directly with parents about. And I I lead as I travel the the country and globe, um, uh, introducing Berkshire to new students and new families. I say, uh, your kids are assured of being safe here. And I think in today's day and age, We've got a great advantage to be in a very rural community where um, the students and adults are all um, exceptionally well-known by one another. We've got a single driveway on and off campus, and we've got a group of adults, um, both formally and informally, that are keeping a very close eye on on kids and each other. So I actually think that uh, life for teenagers in more urban settings or where there's less adult supervision across the entirety of their day are actually more unsafe environments for kids and leaving them in difficult 
spots making the right decisions, and we're very happy at Berkshire to welcome a, uh, uh, an intimate uh, community where everyone is exceptionally well-known and, and looked after, and that starts with me as head of school and all of our teaching faculty and other adults in the community, and honestly, kids taking care of kids. So we're a, we're a particularly safe environment, free from a lot of the distractions and temptations of adolescence elsewhere, and feeling great fortune for that. And how do you handle, this sort of goes along the lines of safety, but how do you handle, you know, everyone being on their phones, their devices, the internet? How does that work at Berkshire now? Well, it's a, it's a, a good education and uh, an evolving standard for us. I think um, we make moments clear during the day, whether it's the academic setting or time in our dining hall or walking outside between classes where... Uh, uh, eyes up is our phrase on campus. We want to uh, either forbid kind of access to devices when um, classroom experiences should supersede. We want to connect kids and kids and adults in conversations uh, face-to-face as opposed to through screens. Acknowledge that it is the way of the world in lots of moments, uh, increasingly for teenagers, but with some really sensible boundaries here so that we're focused on um, interpersonal conversations, developing trust and respect um, and inclusion and, and keeping your day about conversations as opposed to uh, messages sent or photos uh, posted. And that's an ongoing challenge for young people. It's an ongoing challenge for schools. I hope that we're setting the right boundaries and parameters here. Um, good news is, uh, and I'm feeling it particularly this year, our kids, our students are recognizing the need for new boundaries and new parameters with regard to their, their online time and their online presence. So they themselves are recognizing that, hey, we need to lead the effort to, to go eyes up and to connect with one another. And that, that leaves me with uh, only the best of hopes, because when, when students and young people take advantage of uh, changing culture and changing expectations, and I'm, I'm in line of betting with them and, and welcoming their great leadership to, uh, to solve these challenges and solve the problems. Well, parents everywhere are rejoicing that you're helping us with this challenge because it is it is an ongoing challenge, and we all love this new phrase that we're all going to steal from you, Peter, eyes up. So that's my, my, my big takeaway for all the parents listening out there, eyes up. We're going to steal that. So, Peter, you mentioned the environment earlier, and this is a big part of what goes on at Berkshire. And I feel like at our school there was a history of teaching students about having a love for the earth way before it was sort of, quote unquote, a thing, if you know what I mean. And yep. I just feel like there's such a strong commitment to s- sustainability at Berkshire. But why is this at the core of the school's curriculum, in your opinion? I mean, obviously, we're under a mountain. So we have the mountain. And I feel like that's the obvious thing, right? But what else is it that makes the love of the earth so important at Berkshire? Well, I'm glad you mentioned the mountain, Nina, because I think for you and I know for every alum graduate of the school that I talked to, their experience here is is shaped in many ways by the mountain. So our campus sits at the base of Mount Everett. I think kids are reminded every day because of that, um, that they're a part of something bigger than themselves, which is a great message for young people. I think environmental stewardship has been a a core commitment of the schools for for many, many years. It's actually that phrase is in our mission statement as a school to underscore that commitment. It's rooted in our sense of place and wanting to take care of our sense of place and and be inspired and, and in many ways defined by our sense of place. 
but it's also increasingly dovetailing with the needs for the world around us. And our graduates are going to help us as adults solve climate change, um, or, or we, we risk our peril. Um, and our kids at Berkshire are being welcomed into um, how those same commitments to sustainability and responsible energy use are important for, for our school and our community. Um, thrilled that we were one of the first schools to welcome um, an eight-acre solar field at the time and to provide um, about a third um, of our energy use on campus. That was a student-initiated project that came out of our sustainability elective, so a, a class at Berkshire, and I was in the room when they made that presentation to the board, um, recommended um, renewable solar energy as Berkshire's best bet um, for a, a new energy source, and that was exhaustively researched by the students, um, presented in a, in a very um, professional and, and, and persuasive way to the board, and accepted back in 2007, 2008, and, and really kind of underscored the school's commitment to um, sustainability and renewable energy sources. And that's continued. So we're making that the work of our academic program and, and back to kind of relevant, authentic experiences for kids that, that are very different than my high school experiences. Um, I was in textbooks and taking lots of tests and writing lots of papers, but I didn't have a sense of the meaning of my work as a high school student. And I think Berkshire students are, are reminded every day of the meaning of their work, um, and we get a lot more out of them because of that, because it taps into their passions and their interests in authentic ways. And sustainability has been at the core and the, the forefront of, of Berkshire School for many, many years, and, and happy that that uh, remains the case today. Yeah, and I have to say that solar field is so impressive, Peter. So anyone who's interested in learning more, there are lots of articles written about that solar field at Berkshire. So go check it out. And the students also initiated, I remember this, Peter, when you guys, the kids initiated the car, the electric car charging station, too. I always thought that was so cool because there wasn't one that close by, and now it's sitting there at Berkshire. It's so cool. So everyone can go check that out, too. But Peter, what would you say is the biggest challenge right now at Berkshire and maybe in general at boarding schools overall? What's the biggest challenge for boarding schools, including Berkshire? Um, I think there are two. One is, uh, and it's the ways of the world that we're working through as a country and world, as you welcome in um, all these different experiences and stories and perspectives. That's a challenge that, that we feel. I think we're we're solving it, I hope, in uh uh, more effective, more noble, more lasting ways. And candidly, sometimes when I look at today's news, I, I think there are real challenges as to how other um, places and groups are solving those. I think the other challenge, quite candidly, from a head of school perspective, is making sure that this kind of an experience can remain affordable for all sorts of families across the U.S. and, and the globe. And um, that requires uh, great generosity from our alumni, graduates that leave Berkshire and, and give back and in essence, pay it forward for the next generation of Great Berkshire students. Generosity from uh, our faculty and staff, from our trustees, as we work to, to make sure, um, like other independent schools, like colleges and universities, that, that this tremendous opportunity for a young person's education can remain affordable. And part of that is, is, is our great support through scholarship aid for an increasing number of families that um, uh, are excited to join us as a school and as a community, and we're excited to welcome them, and sometimes that comes with our own scholarship support to help um, that young person land at Berkshire. 
Well, you, you mentioned the giving, and we have a very big day tomorrow at Berkshire in the whole Berkshire community at large. And we want everyone to listen to this news about this important day tomorrow, which is called One Day for Berkshire. It happens on April 17th, tomorrow. So what is the goal of this important day, Peter? And how can everyone listening to this episode help us reach that goal? Well, the goal is pretty simple. It's to, it's to welcome the participation of all our Berkshire alumni, past graduates, their parents, past parents, our faculty and staff, and, and actually our kids. That's probably my most exciting moment as I look at our annual One Day for Berkshire is to see all of our students giving back to Berkshire, even as they're right here now as 9th, 10th, 11th, and 12th graders. So it's to welcome the participation of everyone in, in support of Berkshire. Um, we're hoping to uh, um, welcome kind of three tiers of gifts to Berkshire, the first 400, the next that take us to 800, and the final third that take us to 1,200. Again, we're a school of 400 students. We're hoping that uh, we'll hit the thresholds of 400 gifts to Berkshire, 800 gifts to Berkshire, and ultimately 1,200 gifts to Berkshire that will um, support the school in really direct and meaningful, important ways that will also unlock some additional generosity from uh, some donors. It's a chance to reconnect with the school. It's a chance to say, I'm believing in the, the good work that we're working hard to do here on campus. And I think like all philanthropy, and this is certainly true for my own um, personally, it, it leaves you just um, connected to a place, um, whether that's a school or a nonprofit or other great target of your giving. Great to feel a part of something, um, to do your small part, to acknowledge in a good, humble way that somebody provided generosity before you to provide that experience. And I certainly feel that as a head of school in my role, if not for the generosity of many others, I wouldn't be here with my wife and two kids enjoying our own Berkshire School experience. So one day for Berkshire is a chance to get the whole Berkshire family together to say, basically, we believe in Berkshire. We want to support it as it was supported. It's a ton of fun, and um, it's led by our students in a great way as we try to help educate them as future philanthropists, whether for Berkshire or for lots of other great charities and nonprofits that they should contribute to. That's great, and we're all going to get on board with this one day for Berkshire and rally the troops because it's really, right, Peter, all about participation. That's the good news, right? It's not about the gift amount, correct? It's all about just participating and rallying around our school and the community, right? It is. The, the dollars will be the dollars, and they're, they're always uh, significant and allows us to, to, to maintain or improve the experience for, for kids and teachers at Berkshire. But really, it's about um, um, participation, and we'd love to have more people giving for one day for Berkshire in each subsequent year because, again, it just leaves more connected to the school, more sharing the belief in this experience for, for kids. We're looking forward to uh, another big day tomorrow. And we're going to have all the information about how you can give in the show notes. But remember, the the website is berkshireschool.org. And the really good thing, Peter, you, you probably know this too, and you get excited that we're all into Venmo these days, and you can give your gift now on Venmo. But again, the school website, berkshireschool.org, that will be in the show notes as well. But Peter, since you mentioned being a parent at Berkshire, I have to ask now. We have to get personal now. We're going to put on your, you are a lifelong educator. That's amazing. And we all salute you for that. But now you're a dad. You're a Berkshire dad. You're a parent for the first time. 
with Phoebe being a student there, your daughter. So what's it like now to be a parent of a boarding school student? What's it like? Well, first, as any parent listening could understand, I'm desperate that our daughter is not going to hear this podcast, Nina. Um, Hopefully she's (laughs) the only one that misses it, but she would be absolutely mortified to hear that her dad is talking about her with your audience. Um, With that aside, it's been fantastic. Uh, My wife, Lucia, and I were, were certainly hopeful that the experience for Phoebe as a new student at Berkshire would be everything that we had imagined. Um, it has been that, and it's been so exciting for us to, to put on the current parent hat for the first time in our, our 14 years at Berkshire. And she's having a great first year. Um, she's made some great friends, which I expect will be the beginning of lifelong friendships, as they typically are for Berkshire students. Um, she's challenged by the academic expectations. She's got great teachers inspiring her. Um, it's mostly going really well. There are some moments, as all parents listening can understand, where uh, ninth grade is tough, and um, um, she's learning a lot about herself. I would say that it's given Lucia and me an even deeper appreciation for Berkshire. Um, I think that's true. Whenever you send a son or daughter as a, as a teacher or a staff member through the school, you just learn a lot more about the place and our, our good work and you have the deepest respect um, that, that, that's even growing for classroom teachers and coaches and program directors and advisors and all the adults that are taking care of our daughter. So it's been fun. I've been sworn to uh, pretty much disavow her presence on campus at every turn so as to not to bring undue scrutiny her way, but the relationship uh, is warming. I'm a, good, I'm a good support for some uh, math homework help at the kitchen counter. And it's been really exciting, particularly for her interest in uh, theater and music, to see her blossoming with with great uh, role models as teachers and super talented classmates inspiring her along the way. So it's been really fun. Oh, I'm so excited for you and Lucia now to be parents at Berkshire, because I know my parents always said that that was one of their greatest experiences was being a Berkshire parent. So I'm psyched for you and Lucia. So Peter, really quickly this summer, if people are interested, you know, in learning more about Berkshire, one of the things that we offer now are these amazing summer camps. And I've been lucky enough to experience these camps with my children doing a hockey camp at Berkshire. But tell us a little bit. I know there's a lacrosse camp. I know there's a squash camp. But what else can people how do they find more information about all these summer camps? Um, they can head to our website and, and click on the link to summer programs. And we're heading towards a, a second summer of just a, a really different menu of offering for students. And that's, as you mentioned, uh, hockey, squash, lacrosse, soccer, cross country. I'm trying to think of the other athletic offerings. But it's also including this year we've got some great um, science research and artificial intelligence camp programming that's uh, coming coming in June. We've got some robotics. Um, we've got a theater and improv that's going to be uh, led by our uh, theater director um, here during the school year. Opportunities for leadership, outward uh, experience, outward bound kind of experiences on the mountain. So there's one week, two week, three week. It's a great menu and it's a wonderful opportunity for prospective students especially to spend time on campus. In many in many. Uh, of these opportunities to interact with the teachers and coaches that, that are doing the great work at Berkshire. Summer in the Berkshires is pretty tough to beat, as, as much of the world already knows. So it's a, a fantastic place to spend a bit of your summer. 
and it gives folks a glimpse into, as I mentioned at the start, some of the signature programs that are unique to Berkshire that we're taking great pride in and offering only here. So it's a great preview for, for students and their families to, to try on Berkshire for a bit of the summer. Well, check out all those camps and be sure to follow Berkshire School on Instagram, too, for more information. It's at Berkshire School. And Peter, I just hope everyone is going to participate and get as excited as we are about one day for Berkshire tomorrow. So I would just say to everyone, let's do this, you guys, right? Let's go and get excited about our community and go Bears, right, Peter? Fantastic, Nina. Yeah, it's it's one of those uh, Super Bowl Sunday kind of moments in the life of schools, and certainly for us at Berkshire. um, We've done this one day for Berkshire in in a pretty amazing way in the the earlier years, so much so that – some colleges and universities are picking their heads up and going, well, how did you guys pull that off? So um, good for us, good for the connection it leaves for everyone that makes that donation. Again, it's participation. It's not the dollars. Um, and it'll be a, a great day on campus tomorrow as we support it from the inside and a great day across the country and world as all other Berkshire family members uh, come in behind it. So um, really looking forward to it. I love it. Okay, well, go Bears. And Peter, I just want to say thank you so much for being my special guest today, Peter Mulder. Your leadership is truly incredible. And on behalf of everyone in the boarding school community, in the Berkshire community, I just want to say a huge thank you for leading this amazing school in Sheffield, Massachusetts. And I will see you soon on campus. Thank you so much for joining us today, Peter. Well, you're welcome, Nina. Remember that success has many authors, as as I say frequently up here. So there's a whole community of people that are pitching in with me um, to to provide this experience for kids. But I've I've loved spending time with you this morning and uh, looking forward to seeing you soon. Okay, great. That's right. Peter said it. Teamwork, you guys. And remember what Peter said. Parents, listen up. Eyes up. I love that. That's my new catchphrase. Eyes up. Thank you all for listening. I'm so grateful for all of you out there. I know that I would never be here without all of you supporting me and inspiring me to be a kinder, better person every single day. Stay tuned for next week's podcast. Remember, you can find me on iTunes. Please be sure to subscribe and rate and review my podcast, too. Remember, the mission of this podcast is to get better together as a community here in the audio space. For now, I am your host, Nina Clark. Remember, Instagram is my jam, so let's connect on Instagram, too. Thank you all again for listening, and let's keep being awesome.